does your dad having been polyamorous have any effect on you? Um, I have my spouse. I have my girlfriend. I have a casual partner and I have my little one. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, you might want to pull out now. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> and you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. Before we get to today's guest, I wanted to give a shout out to someone who left us a great review on Apple Podcasts. They go by ASDFJKN. <laughs> they said, great content. Lena's insight into the lifestyle is both titillating and entertaining, but also a real eye-opener into how people in the lifestyle can really have long, fulfilling, honest, and exciting marriages without having to pretend to be someone they are not or to sacrifice their personal happiness. Thank you. You get it. This is what it's all about. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please go on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a great review. It would really help us out. My guest today is 39-year-old John Simons, who is a second-generation polyamorous, pansexual, hypersexual kinkster. I know what polyamorous is. Second-generation mm -hmm. polyamorous. So your parents were polyamorous? Uh, my father. Uh, my parents split when I was about 11. When I was probably 12 or 13, my father came out as polyamorous. Did you know anything before that? Like, did you suspect something was going on? No, not at all. My parents were actually pretty good about, you know, not letting the kids in on their relationship issues or anything like that. Does your dad, having been polyamorous, have any effect on you? I think I know the yes. answer, but I, but I think people will ask. Yes, it does in, in multiple ways. One, it let me know that monogamy wasn't the only option. But two, it made me fight against my own nature for a long time because I knew my father being polyamorous was a main factor for my parents' divorce. Uh -huh. And I didn't want to be that and which is funny to look at it now because I'm happily polyamorous and with my career, um, ethical non-monogamy is one of the things I cover. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? I'm a life and mindset coach for gender, sexual, and romantic minorities. So that includes the entire LGBTQ plus umbrella, uh, ethical non-monogamy, BDSM, and a host of other alternative lifestyles. Perhaps you would be the person then to explain a few things to me because sure. um, my kids have asked me and I don't know the answer. So they understand LGBT, they don't understand Q, I don't understand Q. With all the, you know, pansexual and bisexual and all of that, I also uh, describe myself as queer because one, it's easier, but two, it's a reclamation of a slur. And for some people, no matter what the defined words are, with all the different with being, you know, asexual, bisexual, pansexual straight, gay, bi-rom, you know, and then you go into the other side of romanticism where it's uh, bi-romantic and things of that nature. It's like, for some people, none of those truly fit. And queer is a good word that can be used to describe, well, I'm definitely not straight. 
even if all the other words don't fit me, straight definitely doesn't. Okay. And then the plus is what? Everything else? Everything. There are things that, like... There are things we don't even know about. <laughs> right? Right. You know, you've heard demisexual, you've heard sapiosexual, fray. I bet you have not heard fray-sexual. Whoa. Um, no. But there's... And... It wait, also wait, wait. covers. It? So, mm-hmm. free sexual is someone who experiences attraction until they meet them. So, it's from afar. There are people who will experience sexual attraction until they become romantically attracted and then they're no longer sexually attracted. There are people who are heterosexual but bi romantic, right? They can feel romantic feelings for any gender. But when it comes to sexual attraction, it's only to the opposite gender, right? So, there's a lot of these different things and queer can make it sometimes easier shorthand for some people without having to delve in and explain their sexuality or their romantic attractions to others. Mm-hmm. That phrase sexual thing is actually, I've never heard of it before. Uh, to hear you describe it kind of describes, kind of describes uh, how I've been in the past and I'm sure uh, a lot of people. Yeah. And I- it's, uh, it's interesting that all these new things come up because I mean, when do you stop coming up with new terms for every little nuance, every little feeling that you feel? You know, like you well, could be attracted I, to someone until you get to know them, right? Yeah. Does there need to be an end? If it's helpful for just one person, then it's worth it, in my opinion. Okay, that's fair. As long as they don't get upset that people, because it is so confusing and they're so like, you know, if you're not caught up on everything, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff people don't know. So if you get angry that because people called you the wrong thing or assumed the wrong thing, um, then it actually isn't so helpful. Because if you come up with so many terms that there's no way the general public will ever get to hear it all, you can't blame them for not knowing. You can't be upset for them not understanding, right? Absolutely. And many of my clients and friends and family understand that if people are opening to listening and learning, then there, then there is uh, rarely a clash, right? It's people who go, well, that's just fake or that's not real. Right. You're telling someone who they are isn't real. They're going to get upset. Sure. No, I, I completely agree with that. Okay, awesome. And it's why we have shows like this one, right? Absolutely. To talk about things that people don't understand, things that people don't approve of. And it's just part of the conversation. You don't have to agree with it. Okay, let's talk about you personally. Sure. So hypersexual, I've also heard. Yes. I mean, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but what are you talking about? I love sex. I've always loved sex since I was younger. Um, I thankfully had parents who were very open about sex in an age-appropriate way. And it's something I really enjoy doing, whether it's loving or just as another fun thing like bowling to do with a friend. Right. But, you know, a lot of people enjoy sex. I have an extremely, extremely higher, even amongst my highly sexual friends, like uh, uh, my sex drive is very high. I'm fairly insatiable. Okay. When does that become an addiction? When it impacts your life in negative ways. Um, it never impacted my job. It's never, it's never impacted my relationships. That's where I think it, the line would cross is if it's impacting your life in a negative way. Uh, and then uh, lastly, you're a kingster. Yes, yes, for many years now. Okay, and and that also sounds like an umbrella term. Yeah, it's a lot of variety when it comes to BDSM. And so I like anything from 
impact play to breath play, medical staples. Well, no, whoa, whoa. Hold on a second. Uh Uh-huh. Breath play is what? Okay. So there's two main things that fall under breath play. One is airflow restriction and the other is blood flow restriction. Ah, okay. The choking. Yeah. Choking or, you know, having your mouth over someone or your hand over someone's mouth and nose, um, things like that. So they can't breathe. Oh, so you like doing it. Uh Uh-huh. How about it done to you? No, I am on the dominant side. I see. Okay. Uh, thank you for explaining that. What was the next yeah. thing you were talking about other than breath play? It was oh, uh, one of my medical favorite staples. Things. Medical staples, yeah. Um, I really like those. I'm actually in a couple months teaching a class on it. And uh, yeah, those are really fun. I love stapling. And then I'll use some ribbon with the staples to make some pretty designs. Are you putting them? Oh, so, okay. I know what medical staples are. Right. Are you using them on your body? I am using them on someone else's body. I am not stapling anything together. I am just putting a staple into their skin. Clearly, they have to be into it. Yes, absolutely. As with everything with BDSM. Sure. Is it painful? Uh, I've been told it's not. It's not super painful Um, on areas where you have less meat. That's a little bonier, like near the collarbone and things like that um, are going to be more painful. Kind of like a similar, not that the pain is similar, but the fact that it is more painful, closer to bony areas, a similar tattoos. Mm. But is there a sexual turn on for either of you guys? (laughs) Sometimes it depends on, on the, on who I'm playing with and, and if it's something sexual for them, if it's something sexual for me, I would say about half of my BDSM activities are sexual for me and half are platonic. What is a platonic BDSM? Give me an example of a platonic BDSM activity or relationship. For example, I could do an impact scene where I'm, you know, consensually hitting somebody for, you know, a half hour, an hour, and then we cuddle afterwards and that's kind of it. There's nothing sexual about it. They may get slightly aroused. I may get slightly aroused, but that's not the point of it. The point of it is this person would like to have be hit and I would like to hit. Okay. So, John. Yes. When did your freak flag start flying? <laughs> well, I uh, early teenagehood, I think like uh, a lot of young teenagers, you know, you get really interested in sex. And me being a giant nerd, I started reading a lot. The internet was still in its infancy, but I did have it. And I was able to read up a whole lot before experiencing anything. Let's talk about relationships then. So we've been talking sure. a lot about activity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of relationships do you have? So currently I have four partners. Um, I have my spouse. I have my girlfriend. I have a casual partner. And I have my little one, which is... uh, (laughs) What? I know you're going to ask. So my little one I am in a BDSM relationship with. um, And it is specifically what uh, a lot of people will say is daddy and little. Um, Daddy, Dom, and Little. I prefer caregiver Little because it's less gendered. Okay. Have you? Heard? So then explain Little. So Little is a broad category that um, generally the submissive will like childlike things or actually age regress. So my little one, we like when I saw them last, we sat and we colored and we played video games and. It is, some people will call it soft dom because I am not harsh with punishments or things like that. I am there as a way of caregiving and giving support and helping them through the day, through the week, through the month. I see. Okay. So you know that uh, that 
thing that you've probably heard of, and I know other people have heard of, where like mm-hmm. adult men like to wear diapers and be treated like a baby. ABDL, yeah. Oh, so uh, what is it called? ABDL, adult baby diaper lover. Uh, okay, and that's. Um, it's not always not men. the same thing. So no, this is it more is of separate. a submissive role. Yes. Okay. I, th- I think we're going to have to have an encyclopedia attached to this <laughs> episode. Uh, okay, very interesting. So then you've got a spouse. Yes. For how long? Uh, w- this Sunday will be our six-year wedding anniversary, and we've been together a little over a dozen years. Nice. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thank you. And then you've got a girlfriend. Yes. And um, you've got a little one, and, and the fourth a- is? A casual partner. Oh, just a casual partner. Yeah, still a partner who I care about, who we, you know, like we chat almost every day, but it, we're not looking for something super serious. We're not looking to intermingle our lives every day type of stuff. Do you have sex? Absolutely. So all of these are sexual relationships? No, one of them, and I'm not going to reveal which, um, but one of my partners is asexual. Asexual meaning they just they just don't they're have not, sex? They don't care? They're not interested in it. It's not for them. Um, can I get personal? Always, yeah. All right. So with your partner who is asexual, mm-hmm. they may not be interested in it. Are you ever interested in having any kind of sexual activity with them? Yes. And do you ever act on it? Will they do something for you? No, it took some time for them to realize that we had gotten into a relationship and it was sexual. Um, and then after a little while, they're like, there was a period of time where I would initiate, they would reject. And then after a while, I stopped initiating. And then... We got to talking more and they understood for themselves that that's where they were at. And I was like, okay, I would never, ever initiate with them because to me, that would be extremely disrespectful. So then you started out in a sexual relationship with them. They Mm -hmm. became uninterested in sex, but because you care and maybe love each other, you're still in a relationship. Absolutely. Would you, do you think that there are many more people out there who are indeed asexual Yes. Because you hear of it often, right? You hear of married couples who, either one or the other, normally it's the wife, who just doesn't really have that interest there, but they still love their husband. Right. Yeah, I think there are. And I think that asexuality becoming more part of the public consciousness has hopefully helped people realize more about themselves. And in a relationship where one person no longer desires to have any sex I mean, how do you make it work? Because the other person still wants and needs it, right? True. Thankfully, someone in my position can have sex with whoever, basically. So the lifestyle seems like an answer to the problem of what happens when your spouse no longer wants to have sex, but you still love each other, right? Potentially. You know, Mm -hmm. it would require a lot of discussion. And as I know you've heard before, adding new sexual partners, whether it's together or separately, to try to fix a relationship is oftentimes going to backfire. I think the best thing to do is understand that if one of your partners comes out to you and says, I'm asexual, that doesn't mean the relationship is necessarily broken. And it's not something to fix about them or about your relationship. All right. Wow. You just you're like you're, a, you're just <laughs> teaching me a lot of stuff today. I love it. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, so you work with uh, a lot of people kind of in this arena, right? Yes. If I'd asked you, well, like, I know it's 
anymore when you use any kind of general terms, it's impossible. But <laughs> right. if I asked you, like, what's the biggest problem you're seeing or what's the issue that many of your clients have? What would that be? It depends on where they are in their life. Um, I've been recently dealing with a few people who were newer to polyamory. And so they're dealing with a lot of the pitfalls and struggles of people who are newer to polyamory, which comes with trusting their partners, trusting themselves, allowing themselves the freedom that they now have in their relationships. When it comes to people who are in more longer term relationships, it tends to be similar to anyone who has been in a long-term relationship, whether it's the spark has gone out or I don't like the way they do the dishes, you know? Right. But, you know, not liking the way someone does dishes seems like you've got other problems. It's not the dishes, right? Generally, yes. I get a lot of messages from people who are asking for advice. I am the raw person because <laughs> I have no idea. But there are many people who are asking me, for instance, they're really interested in non-monogamy. They love whoever they're with, and they're really nervous about, you know, how to broach the subject. Like, I mean, what, what do you tell them? Generally, I would ask why they're interested in non-monogamy. Once you get past that, talking to your – if you already have an existing relationship and talking to your partner about it, there are a few approaches. Personally, my favorite is just come out with it, explain it, that it is not about them and that it's not about anything about – I'm not lacking anything. But I think the really important thing to remember is this is something you have been thinking about a lot. And potentially this partner has not been thinking about it at all. So you've had time to formulate the way you feel about it. You need to give them time so they can formulate and figure out how they feel about it. Oftentimes, I've seen people go down the wrong path of, of expecting this partner to have an answer right away. And I think giving them time to think about it, letting them ask as many questions as they want about it, and sitting down and, and, and really Going through the work of talking it out is really important because they need their, the time to think about it as well. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I received a very interesting uh, message. And believe me, ever since I started doing this podcast, I've been getting a lot of really interesting messages. <laughs> um, and this one, I can always tell when it's sincere. Like, you know, because I get a lot of weird yeah. stuff from people. But <laughs> right. I can always tell when there's a real concern or issue there and they're really reaching out. So this woman asked if I had any recommended um, reading to convince her boyfriend to be a cuck. <laughs> and it was the message was was just very nicely written to me. And so I asked her, you know, did, did does he have any interest or tendencies? And her answer was that he actually started it, asked her to create an online dating website account mm -hmm. so that he could watch her chat with some of the men. And then he actually chose one for her to go out on a date with. Right. But then, like, on the day where she was supposed to go out, he chickened out, he forbid her to go, and got very upset. She thinks now she's made a mistake in kind of going down that road because now he can't let it go. It Does any of that surprise you? N no. Sometimes for people, the fantasy is a million times better and easier to handle and hot and sexy. And the reality is they're not ready for it. 
mm-hmm. or they might never be ready for it. And it's better as just a fantasy. Right. I've so heard that a lot too. It's not surprising at all. I think it's interesting the wording that person used to convince them to be mm-hmm. a cuck. Because I don't think that that's a thing you can do. Right. You know, some of these, some of them are funny. Yeah. Um, but many of them are really sincere. And I know for like the vanilla public, you know, they listen to this and they're like, yeah. oh my God, give me a break. Or, you know, there are bigger things to worry about or well, whatever. But if you think about it, I mean, these are like real people with real emotions and you can't really help your desires. Absolutely. And when it comes to alternative lifestyles, there's less information out there. It can be harder to find. And if you don't know anyone in your personal support network who is, falls under the umbrella of any of the things that you or your partner is interested in, it can feel really lonely. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people reach out because they're hurting or they're wanting or they're confused and they just want help. You can find John on Twitter at Johnny Ace. That's J-O-N-N-Y Ace. Or go to the website, gsrmcoaching.com. All right. Next time on Consenting Adults, we talk to the author of The Making of a Woman, who, among other things, is a femdom. What I have found is that to be able to put this gentleman in that degree of humiliation is something he has never experienced. And when he does, he likes it? He likes it. Yes, he likes it. That's next time on Consenting Adults.